Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What do you do when you got a squirrel on your lawn, eating your flower bed? i tell you what you do. You rock the banjo. Get out of here, Harry, you little bastard. With your wee beady eyes. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. It's just about ready to record the intro, and we had a little squirrel attack. Yes, that's what we have in Los Angeles. Squirrel attacks. No, he was coming up. He locked eyes with me with his wee beady eyes, and they've been getting in the flower bed and eating flowers. So, you know. They're cute, but they can be a nuisance. I remember one time I was at a coffee shop and I was reading a book and this squirrel just was attacking everybody. And it sounds really ridiculous, but until you've had a squirrel like walking up to you in your face, like crawling up with its black eyes, black as its heart, you you don't know what I'm talking about. Everybody in this coffee shop was like screaming and running away. And then he went into the coffee shop at one point and people were like running out. It was like a... A monster movie or something. <laughs> One little squirrel. Anyway, here we are. We're back. We're back! And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Living Artist Podcast. I wanted to talk quickly today about intuition. But first I wanted to say, for anybody who follows me on Instagram, anybody who's listened to the show... I'm about ready to do a Decoding the Flow interview on Instagram Live with Drika Lobo, who I've had on the show. She's awesome, wonderful artist and human being. So you can go back and listen to the Drika Lobo episode. And you can find Drika Lobo Art um, at Drika Lobo Art on Instagram. And you can look back over the Decoding the Flow or Friday Flow interviews. I think she calls it Friday Flow. You can go back and watch the interview, which we're about to do in in three, four hours, actually. 
four hours and two minutes at 5.05 p.m. So that's going to be fun. We're going to talk about going big in your art and career. So there should be some cool little tidbits in there when Drake and I get talking. It's a lot of kind of exciting energy. So I think we're going to have some good little gems in there if you want to go back and check that out. But on to today's episode, which is about intuition. I always try to share things that are happening in real life, IRL, and talk to you about them, talk to y'all about them. Now, intuition is something that you can cultivate through experience, right? Like doing a lot of experience. Like I've done 20 years of art navigation down here and and trying to make it as an artist. My 20-year overnight success story. Whoop, whoop. 20, yeah, 20-year overnight success story. Well, I guess if you count me uh, going full-time at about six years ago, it would be a 14-year overnight success story. But who's counting? Anyway, in that time, I've had so many experiences that kind of underlined uh, or underscored this whole concept of trusting your intuition. I have done this very well over the course of my career, especially recently. And it has just saved me a lot of time, headache, heartache, money, all those things. I think it's one of those things where when you're starting out as an artist, you're bombarded with things, shows, pop-up shows, commissions, things that you should be doing, events you should be going to, all this stuff. And that's great. And I think you should throw yourself into those things and immerse yourself in those when you're starting out as an artist. But as you start to progress in your career, and as you start to get busier and busier, and, you know, older and wiser and you know, energy and time is a finite resource. I was just talking to my wife about that yesterday. We were kind of talking about things that were happening in both of our jobs, hers at UCLA, mine as an artist, and just some overlapping stuff with people who are just wasting our time. And I told her, I said, that is a finite resource, our time. That's like the one thing you really have to give that you can't get back in life is your time. So how do we get better at not giving up our time wasting our time and not taking on too many gigs or too many things that actually don't pay off or aren't fulfilling to us. I would say by learning how to trust your intuition, because that will really guide you into which things you should be doing, which gigs you should be getting into, which projects you should be doing, what you should be avoiding. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. I have avoided so many time and energy and monetary sucks (laughs) through art scams You know, I can't even count how many I've had. I get them multiple, sometimes 10 a week. And luckily, I've gotten a good feel for those. And my intuition is very sharp when it comes to avoiding art scams. And that's one of those things that just takes up so much of your time because it's just pointless. You end up getting on the hook and you're like, oh, wait, maybe this person's here. Oh, wow, they're really like this. And they're, they're talking about a budget of like five to $10,000 and this could really just change my month and or my life or whatever. And you start getting sucked in and you go down the rabbit hole a bit and then you realize after a few exchanges, hopefully, hopefully you don't go as far as like giving these people money or sending them artwork, but you just start to realize after a while that you just wasted a bunch of your time, your energy. They played upon your good nature and your hopes and dreams, and you just come out of it deflated. So getting better at trusting your intuition on these things and just going, you know what, moment this pops up, not worth my time, mark it as a phishing scam on my email. Lots of things you can do to try to nip those in the bud. But 
Or you could do what my friend Mike Collins does and just take these people down the rabbit hole with you and just give them a taste of their own medicine. But anyway, back to intuition. As I've said, time and energy are finite resources and they are so important to you as an artist. And as you get further in your career and as you get busier, like I'm doing so many things now, it's like one thing can throw me off, can like knock me off of my access and throw me out into the universe. (laughs) So you got to be really careful with what you do, what you say yes to, what you say no to, what you allow yourself to be affected by. So how do you know if your intuition is working? How do you know that it's functioning on a high level? How do you know that you should be listening to it? How do you know what to listen to? Well, everybody has intuition. Everybody has that little voice in the back of their head that pops up when something happens. It's like, "Mm, wait a minute. minute. This says, hang on a second here. This is a little weird. Sometimes for some people, that is a very quiet voice. For other people, it's a screaming voice. Mine is not quite screaming, but it's, it's heavily nudging me. It's elbowing me in the right direction. So when those things happen, when these events or circumstances come up that triggers this voice to start screaming, you know, yelling, nudging, whatever you want to call it, then you have to just get better at listening to that. And for me, it's just been a lot of experience. A lot of times you just kind of push it back down and go, shut up, shut up. I want to do this. I want to do this. But over time and over multiple experiences of having problems or having your heart broken or having gigs fall through or commissions fall through, you start to listen to it more and more. So it's a skill that you can hone. It's something that you can just get better at listening to. And let's face it, it's something that you get better at listening to once you've had this happen multiple times because you're like, I don't want to waste my time anymore. You start to realize that time and energy are a finite resource and you just kind of go, okay, I'm going to listen to this voice. So I've had a lot of these experiences, like I've said, I wanted to give you one example and I have something going on in the present moment, IRL, right now as we speak, but I don't really want to talk about it because it's still in the process and I don't want to step on any toes or make anybody feel bad. But I have had many in the past, and I'm just going to draw from one of those. Just go back over that Rolodex of bad experiences. The one I wanted to talk about today is a little tricky because, and it's actually a good example because it's tricky, because it actually kind of was masked as a potentially good experience. It wasn't just a scam that was just obviously... Uh, This person can't spell. This person obviously is not a real person. This was a real person, a real entity, a real brick and mortar gallery. And I will not mention any names. And this happened a few years ago. I'm not even sure if it still is in existence, but I had been reached out to on social media, on Instagram more specifically. And this was back before everybody got bombarded with the DM, DM me for this, DM me. Oh, we love it. Love it. This was back before that. This was back before a lot of that craziness and a lot of the DMs of like paying for promotions. I mean, that's always been happening, but it's just like on steroids now. But anyway, I had somebody reach out to me who was a representative of a gallery on one of my posts. And they had said, oh, we really love your work. You know, we represent this gallery. Check out your DMs. We would really like to talk about representing you. And I was skeptical. I automatically had the intuition pop up and go, yeah, yeah, right. But I was like, hey, it doesn't cost me anything to look at my DMs for 
a couple seconds and just, you know, see if it's legit. So I checked it out and it was actually legitimate and it was a real gallery and it was a real person and they were sending me an email of a person to talk to, another liaison to talk to and to submit my work, which I ended up doing and I ended up getting some work up on a site with them for free. It wasn't a scam. It wasn't anything they were charging for. So far, so good, right? No money spent, not a lot of time spent. Things are going up online. Uh, it was a little difficult kind of pinning down people and you got passed around a lot, but it was still so far so good. And then this progressed to a point where it was like, oh, we're opening this new gallery space in New York. It's this huge gallery space in this wonderful part of the arts district in New York. And you know, you're going to love it. And we have so many artists who are being looked at to be part of this opening event. And we would love to have you looked at by our curators. And I said, okay, great. And, you know, the whole time I'm still holding on to a little skepticism because, you know, you just don't want to get your hopes up too much. But I was going forward because so far it had panned out and they ended up setting up a video studio tour. And we did that over, I can't remember if it was Skype at the time. Zoom just kind of like came on the market so fast and took over everything. But I don't think it was around back then or at least normal people weren't using it. Uh, So I think we had a Skype visit. It was like a studio visit. And so I'd like rearrange my whole studio. I had some pieces out to show. I talked to this woman. She was very nice. She went through, she was asking legitimate questions. She was really highlighting some works, asking me about the works, the origin, you know, a lot of my aesthetic as an artist, blah, blah, blah. Went through all that. Uh, This took about, you know, half hour to 45 minutes. And she was like, really love your work. I think it's unique. I don't think we have anybody right now that is similar to your style. I think you'd be a great fit. And I was just like, great, on cloud nine. I mean, who doesn't want to be in a big New York gallery in the arts district and, you know, showing your work? Like I realized that obviously I'd probably have to pay for the work to be shipped over there. And if I wanted to be present at the event, I knew I would probably have to pay for a ticket or to find some means of transportation to get over there. But so far, so good. Like nothing. Oh no, it's not like a pay to play thing. You don't have to pay this extra amount. And those happen all the time with almost everything. It seems like these days. And so we left the call feeling pretty good. And she passed me on to another person in the gallery to set up the next stages. And this is where the problem occurred. Well, it turns out that this person, I think they were actually the owner also. So it was like, you got up to this level where you're talking to the owner and long story short, it was a gallery space. It was legit. It was, they were having a big opening in New York, but it just kind of was this thing that ended up being about an app that they were trying to develop and for collectors and you were going to be a part of the app, but then to be a part of the experience itself, it was a pay to play. You had to pay for the wall space, the membership fee, all this stuff. And it just became very clear that I was a number to them, that I was just another artist who they looked at who, if I was willing to pay the amount to have the wall space, whatever the designated wall space was, that they would take me on and that I would be able to be part of the app. And so it turned out to be pay to play. I mean, they did this weird way of kind of getting around that. And, you know, so it looked a little bit more legitimate. And to some if you have that money and you want to take on a pay to play situation, that's fine. You can get your stuff out there and you can maybe even sell some work. I'm not saying it's always a bad idea. 
I, I typically shy away from pay to play and I don't recommend them to artists, but in some circumstances it can work out. So I just want to say that. But for me at this point in my career, I was just like, hell no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing a pay to play. And I just felt like I wasted my time. And I just felt like also looking back at the studio visit that we had on line that this person was just telling me what I wanted to hear or like buttering me up. And now she could have really liked my work and she could have been being completely honest and completely legitimate. But the problem is, is once you get into that stage where it's like, okay, now you got to pay this amount of money to do the event. You got to buy your wall space. You got to pay a membership fee, whatever, whatever. It, that comes into question, right? You can't say beyond a shadow of a doubt that this person actually really liked your work and that they weren't just trying to get you know, it's like getting butts in the seats, you, you know, getting people on the walls, getting artists on the walls. You can't prove that this person actually liked your work. So it just kind of makes you feel bad. It makes you feel like, oh man, did they even like my work? This was this just a huge waste of time and energy. So this is just one example. I think if I was at a different stage in my career, I might have actually considered it and maybe gone away, gone through with it. And I probably would have been disappointed, but it would have been a good experience for me to figure that out. But at this stage, I was just like, really? why are you doing, you know, why are you doing this? And then it turned out that like down the road, I started getting hit up multiple times by this gallery through Instagram. Again, it was like a, the same type of message and DM. And it was like, we really love your work. We'd love to represent. And I'm like, I'm, I'm already represented by you technically. Like I have some work up on your site right now. Like you don't realize that. And I would, I would answer them. I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. I'm already part of this. I was just being polite at the time. And they wouldn't even answer back. And then they would hit me up again like a month down the road. So it's just one of those things where had I completely distrust my intuition at the very, very beginning, I wouldn't have even given that the time of day. Now, sometimes it's hard to know 100%. You have to get a little bit into it. And luckily, I didn't commit any more than I already had. But I still was out whatever, how much time it took me to prepare for this curator in studio visit to go back and forth, email back and forth, do all my research, get all my hopes up. Those are all intangibles and those are all also finite resources. So it was just a waste of my time and a waste of their time, really, when all was said and done. And then if you add up all the times that this has happened in the course of a career, of a 20-year career, the beginning of the career, throughout, how much money had been spent on things that did not come to fruition, how many of your dreams were squandered because of this, how much of your time was squandered, go on down the line. When you add all this up, it's a lot of resources wasted. And those are resources you could have spent focusing on something positive or creating more pieces or you know having more studio time or marketing, you name it. So I just wanted to share this to illustrate the fact that we need to listen to our intuition and we need to protect ourselves as artists so that we can get better at getting the best use of our time, energy, and creativity. This is just a friendly reminder to all those of you who have been in the game for a while. And for those of you who are starting out, it is at very least a nice thing to keep in mind and to watch out for down the road. These types of situations that can waste your time. I mean, we're all on this planet for a finite amount of time. We want to be spending that time as efficiently as possible, doing what we love and expressing ourselves and inspiring people with our time and energy and resources. So if you can learn from me a little bit, if it can save you one bad story, then hey, it was worth it. So thanks for listening to this episode, everybody. Next time, looking forward to having an interview. I've got a 
nice big interview coming up with somebody who I know you're going to want to be listening to. So I'm being a little bit cryptic about it just because I haven't ironed out all the details and I don't want to tell you and then have it fall through. But it's going to be a, a good one, something that you're going to want to listen to for all the people who out there who are trying to sell art and get your art seen on the interwebs. So that's it for now, everybody. Take care of yourselves and trust that intuition. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.